0: Welcome to Top 5, a show where we count things down from number 5 all the way to number 1. And this week, or maybe starting this week, all across the country, there are a number of people who are graduating from college, maybe for the first time. And so this week on Top 5, we are sharing our Top 5 recent grad advice. If you are a recent grad, here is some advice for you. Mm -hmm. Matthew, what do you
1: have for number 5 this week? I hate hate, hate the concept of advice, but in the spirit (laughs) of the guy who's always like, let me, let me tell you something. (laughs) That's not the same as giving advice. Advice implies that I know better than somebody. Oh, okay. And if I'm a subject matter expert on something, I will say to you, I'm the subject matter expert deal with it. But in this case, this is more of a, you know, an an esoteric metaphysical question. So my number five is something that I actually learned the hard way because. I actually got my bachelor's degree and I did study for my master's degree, but never actually finished my master's program, which is fine. You know, these things happen, especially, you know, you run out of money, you get married, you have a kid, whatever you need to do. But my number five is the most important piece of advice. Nobody ever told me your degree may not in itself be enough And what I mean by that is um, I don't work in the field that I trained in. I don't work in the field that I, you know, studied in college. I did for a while, and I ended up leaving that field because of money. There was no money to be had there, and I ended up in a completely different, at the time, what felt like, you know, a senseless field, um, helping to answer phone calls. And, you know, at the time, it was outbound telemarketing, which is no longer legal, but what it really came down to was I was going up against people who you know, were 18, 19 years old. I had a bachelor's degree. They didn't even have high school degrees. And yet still, some of these people ended up being my immediate supervisors. And it bugged me at the time. Um, but what it really came down to is that the degree is very important. If you, I mean, if you want to study something, you want to learn something, you get that degree, that degree is great. But in and of itself, it's not necessarily going to set you apart from people, and it's not necessarily going to make you, quote-unquote, better than other people. Your degree is a tool. It's a brick in your wall, and all in all, we're all just bricks in the wall. So my number five, remember, your degree is good, but it's not everything. Right, uh, which brings me to my number five. Uh, And listen, I work
0: in higher education, so everything I'm about to say, uh, a lot of people will hate that I say these things, but they can't do anything against me because they know I'm 100 percent true. (laughs) And the one thing uh, the one thing that I will tell you that that higher ed doesn't want you to know about is you don't need grad school. (laughs) You don't need it. Listen, uh, as Matthew is saying, uh, your degree is your degree is not a your degree is not a tool. Your degree is an indicator that you have had uh, proper, quote unquote, training or learning from an accredited institution, right? That's what that implies. Mm -hmm. A lot of people think that, oh, well, if I go out and I'm competing with all of these undergrads uh, for this same job, then if I have a graduate degree, then that implies I'm even better than they are. And so, therefore, I will be more apt to get that job. If you are going into a research job, if you are going into some kind of a medical industry job, then, yeah, maybe grad school would be good. Maybe business would be good to get your uh, your MBA. But for 90% of the jobs that you're going to get, that graduate degree does nothing, nothing for you. A graduate degree in history, graduate degree in English, unless you're going into teaching or going into higher ed, you don't need that graduate degree. Uh, so my advice is... Uh, when you're a sophomore start looking for internships so that when you do graduate, you're not freaking out about finding a job and saying, Hey, I guess I'll just go into grad school because I haven't figured out what I want to do with my life. Don't do that. That is a waste of, that is a waste of money and it is a waste of, of time, effort, and energy on your part. So grad school, not necessary. Matthew, what do you have for your number four?
1: My number four, um, I think is something that everybody needs to learn. And, you know, and I agree with you. Definitely people are not going to like the things that you say, but your things are based in reality. They're based in fact, but more importantly, they are based in your experiences and everybody's going to have their own experiences. So my number four is the most important thing you're going to learn when you graduate from high school, graduate from college, graduate from the third grade, your learning days are not over just because you have your degree or just because you now get to go into the field that you're looking into, whatever you want to do, you're still going to learn. There's still things that you don't know that you haven't mastered things that you may not have even realized were important for what you want to do. So, you know, I left my degree program and I'm like, I'm going to go out and I'm going to get a job and I do the thing and the thing and the thing. And I got, you know, weekend job at a radio station. And there was a lot of learning yet to do. There was a lot of specific learning to the people, to the place, to the culture, things that you have to learn when you walk into any new job or any new situation, you are always going to be learning. Even Stephen, who has been, you know, teaching for 25 years, admits that he's still learning things as he goes. And even with expertise, like, you know, I have, I've been sitting in my chair at my desk for 12 years. Today, one of my colleagues, been there for a year, taught me something I didn't realize. So it's always, you need to be open to it because you are always oh, going man. to be learning. You need to, you need to take that person out because they're gunning for you, Matthew. Because you Nash. know now that
0: that person's just going to be, oh, Mr. Smarty Pants over there thinks he knows everything. I showed him today. He doesn't know everything. And then you know what? the wall is starting to be chipped away. She's coming for you, Matthew. <laughs> she is She's coming four for
1: you foot 11 doesn't matter she can she, the,
0: the wall comes down the easiest from the <laughs> bottom not the top
1: uh so yeah yes, it's interesting it's harder to put the crackers through the sieve when they're the i would not
0: in. i would not have put never stop learning at my number four because i put never stop learning as my number one uh really? and this is something that i stress to everybody and it takes them forever to figure out that oh my god this guy's right uh uh, I tell my youngest son, who hates school, uh, he just cannot wait to, to stop. And I'm like, well, guess what, buddy? After you're done with middle school, you got four years of high school. Yeah, but then I'm done. Oh, no, wait. You want to be a, what is it, a herpetologist, the people that study at amphibians? Uh to study
1: herpes?
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, guess what? You're going to have to go to college for that. And because you probably want to study this, you're probably going to have to go for a master's. So there's at least six years. And then you're probably going to want to go for a doctorate. So there's at least another three years on top of that. And after you're done with that, you're going to go out and you're going to realize you n- barely know anything about your chosen field because <laughs> things constantly change and constantly move. And I tell my students this. I'm like, listen, the I left when I graduated from college and I started working, I I knew a lot. I did know a lot of things, but I quickly discovered within a year that I knew a fraction of what I needed to, to know uh, in order to compete and in order to get by. And so the process of figuring out how do you learn? And yes, I know that there's mm-hmm. some people out there that will say, oh, you don't even need to go to, to college because you got YouTube University. That's not that's not real learning. Uh, and I can tell you why another time I've talked about it before. But the one thing that you will learn is oh my gosh, I need to know how to educate myself. I need to learn the things that are important. So you need to have some critical thinking skills. And most importantly, you need to have the humbleness to say, I don't know everything. So I'm going to spend time looking this up and, and really going through the process of learning this myself so that when I am with other people who are of like-mindedness of uh, the same industry or whatever it is, I can communicate with these people correctly and not come off as a big dummy. So, yeah, my number one is never stop learning. Yes. It is a, it is a very big one. Uh, my number four, though, is to <laughs> become best friends with the cost of living calculator. So a lot of people, again, depending on where you're at in the country or the world, you may have your hopes and dreams on moving somewhere else. And that's always good. I would advise you not to, not to go to college in the same town that you grew up in, not to get a job in the same town that you grew up in go out and experience the world. But part of this is, Oh, I want to go live in Denver and I'm currently in Kansas city, or I'm currently in Oklahoma city, or I'm currently in California or wherever you're at. And you say, I want to move to X. The very first thing that you need to do is figure out what are your current bills and how much does it currently cost you to live in the city that you're in? And then use the cost of living calculator. And it will tell you how much you need to make in another city. Uh, So uh, the odd thing is here where I'm in, in Hays, Kansas, uh, it has about the same cost of living as Overland Park, Kansas, which I know is radically wild for people to figure out, except that That's the housing, great. well, the problem is the they don't build housing very quickly. And so the cost of housing here is incredibly high compared to the rest of the state, except for Overland Park. So, you know, you make $50,000 in Hays, Kansas, you are probably going to need to make fifty five or $57,000 Uh, dollars a year in Overland Park. So that means if someone is offering you a $50,000 a year job and you're in Hayes, Kansas, but they need you to relocate to Overland Park, you're actually losing money. You're actually going to find yourself in in a tight spot. You're going to actually need to cut back on things. So the thing that a lot of people don't realize is, yes, that $75,000 or $100,000 a year job sounds great. But where are you living and what is the cost of living there? So do a do a simple inventory of what your costs are. Figure out how much does it cost for you to live each month or each year. Run that through the cost of living calculator to see where is this place? If Coke Industries is trying to hire you, first of all, don't. But if they are, (laughs) uh, go and and uh, figure out how much does it cost for you to live in that area? And are they paying you a competitive wage for that area? All right. That's number four. I mean, no, that's not the I'm coke gonna, I'm talking about.
1: <laughs> uh, oh, oh, yeah. you mean the, oh, yeah, the kind yeah, of Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, Matthew, what do you have for your number three? My number three uh, is actually a life lesson that you may have learned before you left college, but I feel like it's a very important lesson that some people don't necessarily get. It's a lesson that sometimes can be hard, but it's a lesson that is very important. My number three is some things must not be bought on the cheap. There are ways to save money. There are ways where you can cut back, where you may have to cut back, but there are certain things that you should not buy cheapy, cheapy, cheap. My number one thing that you should not buy on the cheap is your bed. I'm not saying go out and buy the most expensive thing you can find, but I am saying you don't want to buy the $20 bed used from the guy on the side of the road with the van Because that bed has impact on every single day of the rest of your life. Um, I used to buy the 25-cent loaf of bread, uh, the soda bread that's barely even bread. And we would buy this, and it would be terrible, and it would not go as far. You couldn't necessarily make it into a decent sandwich. And for, you know, 70 cents more, you're getting a loaf of bread that actually has some nutritional value. So you want to make sure... As you go out into the world and you're having to look at things and you're like, okay, I'm now an adult, I'm out of school, I'm no longer going to be getting my loan disbursement every you know, three months, if you got it. And if you did, good, lucky, awesome, cool. But you are going to look at things and say, what is the ramifications? What are the negative side effects if I buy cheap tires for my car? Or if I have to have, you know, I have to wear boots for work. If I buy cheap boots, am I going to buy five pair of boots and repair, repair them five times for twice the amount that I would have paid to buy one decent pair of boots at the beginning? So, as Stephen said, when it comes to money and the cost of living, it's very complicated. I'm over fifty. I still haven't figured out money, but I'll tell you right now, there are some things where you definitely want to say can I buy this cheap? And the answer is going to be nope. All right.
0: That brings me to my number three kind of has to do with a little bit of what Matthew is saying, but Mm -hmm. it is to get a cost to get a handle on your, on your spending and what you're doing with your money. Uh, We see right now in this, in, in across the industries where people are getting laid off left and right. We see reports now every day where people are like, I have to work until I'm 88 because I don't have any money saved up. And these are simple things that hopefully you've learned in your high school. But if you haven't, uh, it's something that needs to be drilled into your head now as a graduate from from college. Uh, You need to put whatever your paycheck is. You need to put one third of that into savings. You need to spend one third of it on your bills and you need to invest the other third. Um, Those are the things that are going to get you to a comfortable retirement. That's going to give you uh, money set aside for times when You know, your house needs to be repaired or you uh, suddenly find yourself unemployed or you have a medical emergency. And we here in America uh, are a country that don't believe in socialized medicine. And so you're going to have to pay that hundred thousand dollars yourself. And if you're thinking about, oh, I'm going to have a kid. Forget it, man. Kids cost like fifty thousand dollars just to be born. (laughs) So uh, set aside a third of your income for savings, a third for investment and a third for your bills. And you'll be fine. I know that sounds horrible, especially with the uh, median starting salary for college graduates in the United States. I looked this up. The median starting salary for college graduates in the United States is forty seven thousand dollars. That median means that that's the middle. Uh, So there are people that are making a lot more than that. And there are people that are making a lot less than that. Uh, The starting salary for for the graduating class of twenty twenty two. The average, not the median, the average was fifty five thousand dollars. Uh, The one that is probably the highest area of uh, starting salary is computer science majors, Uh, the networkers, the telecom people. They have the highest average starting salary of seventy five thousand nine hundred dollars a year. And so if you're sitting there at forty seven thousand dollars going, oh, my God, how am I going to spend one third on bills, one third for investing and one third for savings? Gosh, I, I don't know the answer to that. The cost of living calculator will help you out. Uh, but, uh, certainly taking an inven- inventory of what your current expenditures are will be a great way to figure that out. Um, that happens a lot here. And, and the thing is that one third savings is going to help you out when there is an emergency and when the tax man comes around at the end of the year and says, oh, uh, you underpaid or your 401k didn't uh, cover enough and you need to put some more money into your 401k or, uh, a, uh, a, a Roth IRA. That's a great place to put an in investment for long-term. Uh, so yeah, just a little bit. uh third is is a great great area to shoot for, and um, mm-hmm. there you go. And if you have any left over after that, well, then go and buy yourself a, a Totino's pizza, because <laughs> that's about all you'll have left. Fifty
1: nine cents <sighs> for a Totino's pizza. You know that they cost more than that now. Oh no, they don't. It's not 1989 anymore. They're $1.79. What? Oh, my gosh. Forget
0: about the Totino's then. You might as well just uh, scrape uh, some dropped pizza off the sidewalk and eat that for
1: free. Matthew, what do you have for your number two? I've heard the the Ed Big Daddy Roth IRA, which has the big wheels in the back and a rat driving it. But um, my number two is an important lesson for anyone to learn. This is an important lesson for you of a graduate, but it's also an important lesson for you people out there who are in your 70s, people in your 30s. You just got married. You have nine kids. You're four and a half years old. You have no idea why mom left this podcast running. Listen to me and hear my words and filter them out later and see what you will find. No, sorry. My number two, you are not the only one who feels like you do not know what you're doing. This is much related to that number four of you're always going to be learning or Stevens number one. Everybody goes through points where they feel like, man, I'm out of my depth. I don't understand. Everybody else seems to have this under control. And something that my grandfather told me uh, and my grandfather, I don't know if you know this, uh, my grandfather was not known for extensive wisdom. Um, I like to think of what he said to me most often, which was what the hell is wrong with you? But he once said to me, there's always going to be some jack wagon doing better than you, and you won't be able to figure out why. And I try to remember that when, you know, 22-year-old women correct me in the workplace and everything's cool. She's you know? gunning
0: for your job, man. She's, She's gunning for gun- you. Gun- your First corner of office is going to be gone next week. <laughs> they're going to they're say, uh, Matthew, my, we need you to come in on Saturdays, office.
1: and we've moved you down to the basement next to the morgue. Uh, that's my personal swing nine stapler. Um, in any case, you are not the only one who occasionally, or in some cases, a lot feels like you don't know what you're doing. There are a lot of rules. There are a lot of mores. There are a lot of guidelines that are unspoken in adulthood. And there are a lot of people who, even when your parents spoke to you, which mine never did and told you things and tried to teach you things, there's going to be gaps. You know, I realized this week that my child has never seen Indiana Jones, and the uh, Raiders of the you're Lost just, You're Ark. a bad parent. I'm not a bad parent <laughs> because, you know, they've they've seen top secret and uh, they've seen real genius and they've seen heavy metal. But if you get to a point where you are out of your depth or you don't know what's going on, that's the time to find someone who does. That's the time to point out to people who should be supporting you. I'm having issues. I need help. Or this is something that... What can I do? How can I do this? Use your resources. Try and figure it out. Because if you just sit there and feel like you're the lone goober who doesn't get it and everybody else is doing excellent, eventually that's going to be true. There you go.
0: There you go. All right. Here is another important lesson in life. Uh, It will have to be my last one because I've already shared my never stop learning. Uh, Rainbow store. Rainbow star is very, very important. But here's the thing. (laughs) The career you will find yourself in 10 years from now does not exist today. So while you may be going to school to learn about, I don't know, molecular biology, the job you fall in love with probably doesn't exist today. Uh, The jobs that I do today didn't exist when I was a college student. In fact, the Internet was just starting out when I graduated and it was another four or five years after that, before I got my first job working in the internet. And then that became for the five years after that, the job that I did. And it was something that what convert magazines and put them online and, and make the the website, the traffic where you, where you drive all your traffic to that's, that's insanity. People go buy in magazines. How are we going to sell ads that didn't exist when I went to college And the job in the industry that you'll be working in in 10 years does not exist today. And so, again, that leads into the number one of never stop learning. Always keep your ear to the ground. Uh, Always uh, pay attention to what's going on in the trends in the industry. Because there are definite market indicators that let you know being a radio DJ is probably not the smart choice to go into for for 10 years from now. Yeah, no, it would the, uh, those jobs will be few and far between 10 years from now. Uh, so, uh, just take that as a, as a little bit of a, uh, consolation that, mm-hmm. oh, you, I can't find a job and maybe this career that I chose, uh, with my degree is not something that I'm super passionate about. That's okay. The things that you learn in college or the things that you have learned in college will prepare you for your third job. It's not preparing you for the job you're having today. Right. It's the, the one job you'll that you're have tonight. Get. It's the right. job that you'll have. Uh, yeah. With your flipping burgers. No, it's the <laughs> job that you'll have. It's your third job. Uh, a fellow colleague. And I talk about this all the time because I teach an entrepreneurship class and the students hate that class. They're just like, I don't understand why it belongs in this degree. Uh, it's boring. I don't understand this stuff. It, You know, the, the subject matter is not interesting. And then, Ten years later, they're like, oh, yeah, I started my own business or, yeah, I run my own company now. Or I am a I am the uh, top exec manager at this uh, at this uh, cybersecurity company. It's like, well, you got all that stuff from your entrepreneurship class. And then they're pause for just a second. They're like, oh, yeah. So, hey, yeah. So the classes that you hate, they're really preparing you. They're your vegetables to your meal for that career that you're going to have in 10 years. So that is my number two.
1: Matthew, what do you That's, have for your number one? What were you going to say? That is interesting. Uh, and I think that it's fascinating that your number two turned into your number one because of where well, they built was. upon,
0: they built upon one another. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Because my number one actually builds upon what you just said. My number one, and this is the, the best advice I've ever received from anyone. And Always it Always listen to Steven. Shut up. It's. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> a knee-jerk reaction at this point. No, it was actually a girl that I was in uh, gifted classes with in high school. This is important, and I'm going to tell you this, and you're going to be suffused with light and love and a, a true understanding of the universe when you hear these six words. Because I went to college for a very long time. I studied to do something that I enjoyed, something that at certain points I loved, and I turned that into something else that I loved. and that went away. And I turned it into something that I was kind of okay at. And I talked to an old friend and she said to me, that's okay because you are not what you do. You are not your job. You are not your career. What you do for a living does not need to define you 100%. So if like me, you're you know down the road a ways, and you find that you cannot or don't want to or aren't being allowed to do what you used to think you wanted to do. That's okay because right now, my job has the perfect amount of responsibility to where when I walk out that door, I can go home and I can have responsibility to my child. I can have responsibility to my spouse, I can have responsibility to the community, to my friends to the people that I feel the need to support and be a part of. And that job helps me to do that. It helps me to pay my bills. It gives me something to feel proud of. It gives me something to excel towards and be better at every single day. But it doesn't define me. I am not the operator, except when I'm in that chair when i go home i can be dad i can be you know steven's uh nerd sidekick i can be the cool one on critical hit i can be all of these things because i have the job the job does its job i do that job but if you get into a job that you know you feel like oh i wish i had a career absolutely pursue that but if you can't do it or if you don't do it or if you don't want to do it most importantly then do something else. Find something you're good at. And if it comes right down to it, you can always just do what Stephen did. Gather all your cool friends and start a cool website and have a couple of cool. Oh no, you don't want to do listen. Nobody's listening to my
0: number two. You do not want to start. So actually though,
1: Cost analysis. <laughs> uh,
0: no, no, uh no, I was gonna say, uh, you know, uh blogging is not the thing. That's not what you want to get into. Although, you know, ten years ago people were like, Oh no, blogging's dead, Steven. You're you're really dumb to still have a major spoilers website. You need to get That's into true. microblogs and Twitter and dump all your stuff into that social media stuff and and get rid of that stupid newsletter that you have. Uh, Nobody does newsletters anymore. And yet we are right back where we started with people going, hey, subscribe to my newsletter. Come uh, check out our website, all these kinds of things. And it's like, (laughs) you've always been here and we always will be here. Unless, of course, we don't get people to uh, support us over on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash major spoilers. That's where you can go to support the show and all the shows in the major spoilers podcast network. That's a good bit of advice for all new graduates is uh, support the things that you love. You you heard Matthew talk about uh, there's no such thing as cheap bread. There's really no such thing as a free podcast, because uh, if you're not supporting the podcast, then it goes away. And then you've got nothing and your life is sad or because of it. And for a mere (laughs) five bucks a month, uh, you know, that certainly can be one third of your bills as you move forward. So what are you waiting for? Patreon.com slash major spoilers. Listen to a couple of nerds
1: fight each other like the siblings they never Who? had. No, no. We want people or, to listen to our podcast, not somebody or the else's siblings podcast. that they had but didn't like. Yeah, I'm talking about us, you I don't fight anyway. with you.
0: I only espouse the truth and you tell me I'm not listening. Anyway, uh, dear listener, we ag- uh, are glad that you were here this week. If you are a You're graduate that. that is graduating, then congratulations. Uh, a high salute to you. You've made it over the next hurdle in your life. And you've got a whole adventure uh, awaiting you. So get out there and enjoy it. And if uh, you are a grad of a couple of years, maybe head over to our Discord server where you can jump into the top five channel and you can share your top five advice, uh, bits of advice for recent graduates. And then, uh, you know what, we'll have a whole giant list and all these new grads will come flooding into the Discord server looking for this so that they uh, start out on the right foot in about two weeks when they step out into the real world. Why? Well, because everybody loves a list. And take care.
1: This podcast is copyright 2023 by Major Spoilers Entertainment, LLC.